Ball players, what's going on? It's your boy Arden here coming live from Columbia University. I got a lot of history here, and the person to the left of me is a big reason why. We got head coach Megan Griffith here from the women's basketball team. Let's get into it. Let's do it. Ball players, again, we're here at Columbia University. For me, this place is really dope just because, just to give you a little backdrop, right? Been working in media for over 10 years a good portion of them as a writer. And I remember at that time for me, this is like 2016, 2017, I'm looking for an opportunity to cover games and cover teams. And shout out to Kyle, you know, he was one of the very first people to give me an opportunity to cover a team. And we have a lot of fun memories here. And and coach, I gotta tell you, you were one of the first coaches who genuinely treated me with respect and was very open-minded to letting this little old writer ask you questions about the game. Even when I was coaching full-time on the side, you gave my team a chance to talk to you after our practice when we used to practice here. And to give y'all a breakdown of who I'm talking to, we're talking to somebody who, we could go back to college, junior year, top 25 in the nation in assists, one of nine lines to score over 1,000 points during our coaching career, racked up wins, helped players develop across the Ivy League level and beyond. And now we're talking about engineering an emerging and thriving Lions program 18 and four right now, legitimate shot at making March Madness. Got players that are very much capable of taking it to the next level and beyond. And it's always fun watching you coach. It's always fun watching you do your thing. And I'm excited that you're on the Ball Players Podcast. Make it Griffith, what's up? What's up, man? No, it's it's exciting to do this with you, you know? Like, we've got history and, you know, I'm, I always said like, you know, if I can make time for you, I'm always gonna do it. So I'm, I'm grateful to see you doing your thing. You know, I'm back where we kind of started our relationship together, right here on this court, figuring yeah. things out. And, you know, I'm just I'm excited to talk about the game. You know, I love the game, and, you know, that's why I'm here. Thank you. Again, it means yeah. a lot to us, seriously. The ball players faithful, y'all going to appreciate this. Coach, we have this reoccurring question that we start the series with mm-hmm. that we enjoy the most. Okay. What made you fall in love with basketball? That's an easy one for me, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> one, um, my father played you know, various levels, but um, he was just a sports guy, right? And um, I believe when I was young and I have an older sister, we were always kind of put into organized sports settings, right? Or even just like in the playground, like, you know, you're, you're playing with people down the street. Um, that was kind of, I grew up in a suburb environment where it was easy to like walk out your door and go play with other people, right? So uh, I would just say like from an early age, I was very active. And then I think when I started getting like introduced to sports, basketball um you know I think it was like there was less people on the court so like soccer was like not really my thing it was like there was one ball for like 20 some kids running around I'm like I'm not doing this you know I don't touch the ball enough so with basketball it was it was easy for me because it was you know one ball the game seemed to like really be able to bring people together um and I'm I'm I love team sports so you know it was I could compete with people I could make people could challenge me I could make my teammates better um you know once I saw success it was really easy to stick with it right Mm -hmm. so yeah you know the game I fell in love with it at a young age but definitely when I first played my my first team for sure I was locked in Mm -hmm. coming from Pennsylvania Mm -hmm. right and for me I always enjoy being able to talk with people with basketball backgrounds from across the country because it's always fun learning about the basketball culture so for Mm -hmm. you coming from PA how would you describe the average hooper that comes from your home state Ooh, I think it's changed, but when mm. I was growing up, like, you know, I grew up in the era of, like, watching the Sixers really thrive, yeah. right, in the 90s, and, like, even before that, like, and my dad's from Ridley, Pennsylvania, and, like, he grew up in, like, Dr. J era, yeah. you know, like, so Philly basketball was, was always something that was talked about, mm. right, and I believe that, you know, the Philly Hooper, like, had handles, 
had vision. Um, you know, they could cross you up. <laughs> mm-hmm. So the game was, it was a little bit of that, a little bit of that street ball mix into it too. But uh, yeah, that, you know, the ideal or the classic Philly Hooper, I just, I don't know if it's the same now watching players play because I think the game changed pretty dramatically. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, it was like the Dawn Staley's of the world, the Allen Iversons of the world. You had like a big swag bag, you know, yeah. um, and you had handles for sure. So that was something I grew up watching and that was something I tried to emulate when I played. To follow up, you come from King of Persia? King, King of Prussia. Prussia. Yeah, King of Prussia. Damn, yeah. I, I was working on that, bro. Going to the <laughs> it's car okay, ride, man. It's, everybody's like, where are you from? I'm like... <laughs> but to get... I yeah. want to get into that as well, right? Just yeah. because for me, I'm always intrigued about not only just the mentality of just a state hooper, yeah. but more so coming from where you come from, right? Again, we know a Philly. Yep. We know a Pittsburgh. Yeah. But coming from where you come from, was there always, whether it's from you or maybe the hoopers community there... Mm-hmm. Uh, us against the world mentality for folks trying to make it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know it. It was like I think Philly has that edge to it, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you can see it in our professional sports teams. I mean, you go to a Philadelphia Eagles game, you go to a Sixers game, especially the Eagles. I mean, yeah, it's like there's a jail in our in our, yeah. <laughs> our facility, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. You know. Um, so yeah, I do think you know, and people always say like Philly, it's like the city of brotherly love, but at the same mm-hmm. time, it's like they're quick to turn on you, right? Hundred percent, without question. <laughs> so absolutely, that mentality of like you got to be able to make it out kind of thing. I think that is definitely something that I was around and influenced by in my like upbringing through sports, for mm-hmm. sure. Obviously, for the folks that know Coach Griffith, they know you as a coach. Mm-hmm. But like I gave you your flowers in the intro, yep. you was hooping. You was a bucket. <laughs> you was a dime dropper. You oh, feel me? So, but for you, right, yeah. obviously you had the chance to play all three levels, high school, college, and yep. pros. Yep, yep. Do you remember that exact moment or period of time in your life where mm-hmm. you was like, I think I want to give coaching a try. Yeah, I do. I do. I was like a summer league game. So I, I was, you know, I played all the time, like all year round, all the time. And I remember being a young a young kid in the game and, and just having a good feel for the game, like knowing what was needed, right? Like mm-hmm. I think that's like what the classic or like prototypical point guard would say about themselves. It's like you just know what's needed, right? You need to go get a bucket, go get a bucket. You need to set up your shooter, set up your shooter. You can get into the post, right? Um, and I was in like a summer league game and, and I, I think I was like right – like at the end of my high, my college career and people had said like you should think about coaching and I was like I'm going into finance like I gotta go make some money now you know I went to Columbia for a reason right mm-hmm. but uh like we were in the end of a game and it was a close game we're in like the series of the playoffs and like I'm drawing up the plays and everything and not that I wasn't doing that but I was like giving structure to our team in strategy and at that moment I was like dang like I'm good at this you know and and so I just kind of put it on hold for a little bit I kept playing and was able to come back to it, you know, in 2010. Um, and here I am still doing it. Not only still doing it, but freaking thriving <laughs> and, and, getting, and getting comfortable. And I, and I want to get into, because I feel like it's definitely a, a conversation that's often had in sports, right? Mm-hmm. Not only just having yeah. a head coaching job, but coaching at your alma mater, right? Mm-hmm. So for you, mm-hmm. you played here, graduated mm-hmm. from here, you had success here, and now you are responsible for building up a program. What is something that you think – the general public who looks at these things and talks about it, what is one thing you think people overlook when it comes down to folks who graduated from a school Mm -hmm. and decide to come home to coach in any capacity, especially when they're a head coach? Mm -hmm. Well, I think the, the thing that we know as the alum, right, or as the person coming back home is like the passion you have for a place. I don't know if people quite understand that, right? And I know other coaches that have coached their alma maters and it's just, different the way you see the campus the way you see the student athlete in the campus like you know when I'm here like I, I even said it like I know it's going to be a different job if there's a different job for me right if I ever coach somewhere else 
I just don't know if I'd be able to see it the same way, you know, and that doesn't mean it doesn't matter. Like I still want the best for the student athlete. All my players, you know, the goal is, is way beyond just like what we're doing on this court. Right. But I do think that there is that innate ability to one, be connected within the community just because you did it. I, I literally went to camp. I went, walked on this campus. I went to the same classrooms as you. I read some of the same books as you. Yeah. And then too, like the locker room, like I made the same walk onto this court. Like this, like this is my court. So I just think that innate connectedness is something that I think is obvious, but I definitely think can be overlooked in a coach. Not only did you play, but mm. honestly, and again, it's it's so funny because again, this is memory lane, yeah. right? It's yeah, like yeah, yeah. seeing you during a game <laughs> is some of the most fun one can have, <laughs> oh, right? Man. Yeah, especially Kyle when yeah. <laughs> especially when you're really locked in, or when you just know. I'm like, oh yeah, she she's tight right now. Like I just know you're about to do something right. <laughs> so I want to get to talking about like yeah. the thought or the reality of being a player's coach yeah when you hear the term players coach mm -hmm. what comes to mind for you yeah well to me being a player's coach is is being relatable right and like to me the only way you can relate is to be who you are yeah. and to me it's like somebody that walked the walk talk the talk that that's what I think players really connect with right and it's like you can hear your players and hear what they're saying and have that dialogue with them and be like and adjust so I think that's like what I think of when I think of a player's coach, right? Not just not necessarily like you played, but you're somebody that's there for them, to support them, make them better, challenge them. And you know, I do think like the way I played basketball because I physically, I'm at my best when I can physically express myself. Mm -hmm. Like it's a really, it speaks volumes about how I treat my life, like the things in my life. Are you still hooping? <laughs> I don't know, I mean. I don't play a lot anymore, but you know, it's like I think my personality comes out when I play, you know? <laughs> no, man. I you know, for me, it's I told myself when I'm when I was decided to start coaching, I was done playing. Mm. Right? And not like I'll get around, I'll get up, I'll get into practice, I'll hop in a drill, I'll play I haven't played pickup in years, but you know, for me it's like that's what I put everything into now. It's, you know, is is this career. But but yeah, no, I, it's, you know, players coach, that's important. You need to have relationships with your kids. If you want them to thrive, you need to know what it makes them, what makes them tick. Mm -hmm. Two more questions I got for you, Coach. Okay. When it comes down to coaching trees mm -hmm. as well as mentorship, right, and you've had an opportunity to, or your coaching staff have first-year coaches, coaches that have been a while for a while working towards their goal of being the head coach, mm -hmm. what is the most important thing to you when you're able to lead a staff? Well, one, you got to pick the right people, right? Yeah. Um, and that's hard to do, you know, in your first job. Um, I was lucky that, you know, I picked – the right person and then I was able to build around that you know so Tyler Cordell and my staff yeah, we've been coaching together for yeah that's my sister you know we've been coaching together for 11 years um it's crazy she just her 34th birthday was like yeah. two days ago or yesterday and, she, and you know it's like wow we celebrated 11 birthdays together I'm like that's so unique um so not only did I pick the right staff I picked the right person and to build around that and know where your holes are that's I think what's critical to be successful right because you want continuity you want stability and you want the messaging to be the same time after time when you're trying to build a program so your staff is everything I mean like that's the team that's that's your team that filters you right and so you know I, I have a great staff I've been able to hire great people mm -hmm. too as I've had turnover which I haven't had a lot of it so um, it's critical to being successful last question I got for you coach okay at the top of this episode, I asked you what made mm -hmm. you fall in love with the game. Mm -hmm. To cap this off, what has kept you in love with the game? Oof. Ah, gosh, I I love competing. I love it. Um, there's nothing like it. Like, there's nothing like game day. There's nothing like planning a practice. There's nothing like putting everything you have into into building something. And 
I, honestly, I do think it's like, it's intoxicating, you know, like the whole thing. Um, and it's like a job that you can't, you can't really describe. It doesn't, it's not cyclical either. Like yeah. there, it, there's things to it that are cyclical, but you're just like, it's an ongoing investment and it's, it's like work-life integration. You know, it's not even balance. It's just like, this is my life. Coach, seriously. Yeah. Thank you so much for this. Absolutely. Thank you for being on the Ball Players Podcast. Yeah. I'm going to be here Saturday. Okay. Like huge. All right. It's that time of the year, ball players. Conference play. Let's go. It's lit. Let's go. You know what I'm saying? We got tickets to book. I'll say it. We got tickets to book for March. I want to go dancing with the squad. We got that. Hell yeah. But, Coach, seriously, thank you so much. Thank yeah. you for everything. I really appreciate it. Ball players, thank y'all for tapping in with the latest episode of the Ball Players Podcast, where we talk everything in basketball culture and beyond with our special guests. This your boy Arden here, signing off from Columbia University, presented by 1.37 p.m., where your curiosity is fulfilled in everything sports, web three, fashion, music, pop culture, and beyond. Holla at y'all next time.